Hello, Tomies. The DM Dave here. Just some quick announcements before we get into our episode. Our first announcement is that we're going to be at SaltCon. SaltCon is a little gaming convention here in Utah, and it is being held on March the 2nd through the 5th of 2023. We're going to be there. We're going to have our own little table, so come visit us, and we'll have some merch there as well for you guys to purchase. I will also be running some games there, so if you guys are new to D&D and want to learn how, I will specialize in how to teach people how to play. Or if you just want to sit down and play with me, you're more than welcome to come as well. I will also be participating in a panel with some other podcasters here in Utah, so that'll be a fun thing for you guys to join as well. For more details about what's going to happen in SaltCon, Keep listening to our Solemns column. There we'll be dropping more information as we receive it and as things get planned out. The second announcement that I have for you is that we have a mailbag coming up. Submissions are coming in now and they'll be received all the way up to January 31st. That'll be the last day we receive it. That's the cutoff date. How do you submit a question, you ask? Well, there's many different ways. Through Twitter, you can ask us through Instagram or on our Facebook fan page. But the best way that you guys can submit a question is through our email, and that is chaosbardpod at gmail.com. That's the best way that we can categorize it and get it on the list so we can answer them. What questions can you ask exactly? And you can ask questions about the story, you can ask questions about our characters, or just ask us questions about us, you know, as the individual peoples that play. All questions are open, and make sure that your questions are family-friendly. Well, that's all the announcements that I had, so let's get to the episode. You are listening to Tomes of the Chaos Bard. Welcome back, Tomes of the Chaos Bard, Mr. Tomies. Mrs. Tomies, and all you little Tom- Tomietas and Tomietos. We are so excited to share this story with you. I am your s- story sharer slash DM, Dave, and to the left I have... Henley? Boudreau? Lila Garatha? A very confused Roscoe? <laughs> and Fenrir. <laughs> <laughs> all Fen- right, let's here. get into it. So, we know from last time, Janky gets familiar with the group. Boudreaux teaches him social skills. Roscoe and Henley go, to w- go with Willow through the secret trap door and talk to Juna, who is running the hollow now. Juna convinces them to keep Joanna here for safekeeping at the hollow and promises not to turn her into the bandits for seven days. The clock is set. Time is ticking, and the group is back together discussing their next move. Dun, dun, dun. Willow's still there, but it looks like him and there's a female woman there. Her name is Paige. She's just been kind of quietly in the background just observing things. And so her and Willow are off doing their own stuff at the moment. So you guys are back together. Roscoe and Henley, the floor is yours to share what information you received. Juna is in charge, and she's getting frustrated, and she wanted to just turn what's a bucket over, and I said no, um, and she's going to hold on to him, and we think that Ricardo might be a spy. Correct. Pretty much sums it up, right? Yeah. Okay. She wants to hold on to Joanna 
for safekeeping. Um, but was acting really suspicious. Right, really, really sus. Correct. But Willow has agreed to let Joanna stay in the caves with him, right? Yeah. Boudreaux's bread of a manada mada. So we'll get back down there, and I will kind of huddle up the team and, you know, relay that information, say, look, basically, it's probably not wise for us to actually tread into the hollow because it sounds like they've got spies in there. Juna's going to try and keep eyes on the hollow for us to distract from us going up there. And then I'm going to look over to Joanna and be like, Joanna, would you be willing, would you be okay staying here in the caves with Willow? Because it's going to be, it's going to be really combat heavy up there. And we don't want you to get hurt. We don't want you to get hurt. And as much as I would like you to be with us, I also, there's a lot of them up there and less of us. And we need to be able to focus on the fight and less on you. I can understand that. You see her just nervously, like, looking over at the cages. Some of them are still rattling. There's still noises coming from down there. And she's like, but I do not feel safe or comfortable here. But if you guys believe I will be safer here than in the mountains, then I can I stay. I do. And if it makes you feel any better, Willow is down here every day, and he's been down here for months. And he's still alive. <laughs> so I, th- I think you're going to be okay with Willow keeping an eye on you and hanging out with you and stuff. And he's got busy work you can do to keep yourself distracted, too. I guess that'll help pass the time. Um, how long do you guys think you'll be gone? Well, hopefully no longer than seven days. What happens in seven days? Yeah, what happens in seven days? Spit it out, Roscoe. <laughs> then you can go with your plan and turn yourself in and give them the deed to the hollow to get your husband back to your business, not the hollow. Ah, uh, okay. And Juno will give you an escort. And who is Juno's the one you've been talking about that is kind of running things? Yeah, like. she's running the show. I've worked side by side with her. I trust her with, with my life. Um, she's very stressed and overwhelmed about the situation, but she's willing to help as best as she can. She's going to try and, like I said, she's going to kind of try and draw attention off of the mountains for a little bit and kind of, without poking the bear, draw attention to the hollow so that we can maybe get up there a little smoother. Okay. Well, I'll I'll do my best here. Okay. Are you okay with that, Joanna? I'm not 100% okay with it, but there's not much. I mean, I will kind of just be in the way of things. I mean, I'd I'd like to be there when my husband is rescued and everything, but if the success of the mission would be greater without me there, then I'll stay behind. My biggest worry is twofold if you do come with us. A, you get injured in the process of the rescue. B, you decide to go up 90% of the way with us. We leave you there in, you know, a nook or cranny or under a tree or a cave or something while we go in and, and take care of the situation. And while we're not there, someone walks by and be like, hey, you're coming with me. And then we come back and you're missing. And we go from one rescue to another after having just fought two scarecrows and 25 bad guys. Oh, okay. I want you to be safe. 
and while I we rescue your husband. And I don't think Mendrick will forgive us if you get hurt in the process. Well... He already doesn't like us. She looks over at Fenrir. Do you mind if I hold on to the real one? The real deed? If you guys do not come back in those seven days, I'd rather have no issue. But if possibly by chance you get to him, you could say you have the deed? And you give him the fake one, possibly? Yeah, I don't know if I want to tell him that I have the real deed, because then that raises a big suspicion on you. Of, but, but well, it could why, also why do I have it? True, and we're trying to avoid that. But it could possibly save your life as well. That's true. Last-ditch bargaining chip. Right. I will keep... I think that makes some sense. I will keep the fake deeds and give you the real one. And I will start rummaging through my pack. And I will kind of scan the deeds and be like, well, is it this one? Or is it this one? Uh, I'll kind of hand them over to her. Okay, she... Yeah, she probably would easily pick it out. Yeah, she's able to pick it out and hand you back the other two. Didn't you leave a little, like, mark on one of them, too? Yeah, on one of the one of the fake ones. And it was more of like a hoping that she'd pick the wrong one thing versus <laughs> not. But because of the time that she's spent helping you do it, plus she's familiar with what the deed looks like, she was able to pick it out. Okay, well, I guess you guys are getting ready to go. I guess good luck, and I hope you guys remain safe. Silenor, you said it was like a four-day trek. Up to this cave? Yeah, it's about four days travel, but it's through climbing and so, ravines. Ra- um, a straight shot. It's pretty much a straight shot. And it's probably one that's a little better concealed as well. Yeah. I don't think people will be looking for adventurers coming through that direction. How do, do we have enough rope for scaling and descending and... There is a lot of supplies that we probably need to gather, especially rations. If we're going to go underground, who knows how much food's going to be under there, especially... And water. And water, so that's probably something we need to do. You could get possibly with your willow friend and see if there's something around here that could possibly help. Highly doubt it with the situation of the hollow. There's plenty to forage outside, I think. But once we get underground, there's no guarantee of anything. Hmm. And who knows how long it's going to take us to get through those those tunnels and everything. But I'd like to go inform Ivan what our plan is as well. So when we're ready, when you think we're ready with enough stuff, I'd like to go see Ivan before we head out. I think that's wise. Is Willow nearby? He's just off in, off in the corner. He's probably about 30 feet away doing Okay, well, This place is pretty big. Yeah. Henley um, walks over to Willow. Willow? Ah, yeah. Do you by chance have any rope, grappling hooks, uh, anything like that for scaling cliffs and rugged uh, terrain? Well, not here. I mean, maybe Mal may have something, but I mean, I I normally just deal with plants and herbs and stuff. I don't have a. We do have some rope over here in the corner that sometimes when we have to do treatments on, you know, the animals and stuff that, well, I guess they're not animals. They're, they're were creatures. They're people. They were people once, but, uh, it, but we do have some that we kind of use those to tie them down when we 
try and figure, you know, test on them and stuff. But if you guys need them, you could take them. But we could talk to Mal. And there's a few other people that we might be able to. Wouldn't that be suspicious? Yeah, I I guess. But if it makes your travel easier, I don't know. While they're doing this, mm-hmm. I want to be off having a conversation with Joanna. Just hear me. Okay, thank you. Um. Also, do you have any rations? Well, we are pretty slim on things. Okay, and you need to, do you have enough rations for Joanna for seven days? We can get by. Okay. Because I think Boudreaux and I can probably forage enough on the way there to hopefully last all of us in the caves. (sighs) Do you have any bags that we can put foraged items in? When we cleared out these things, there's a bunch of boxes and there's probably some bags over there. And so if you head down this way across this little make makeshift bridge over this little stream and you keep going up this little cavern, there's a big another opening cavern over there. And there used to be a lot of supplies that was stored there. There might be some bags over there that you could use. As you look over there, you see... Boudreaux and Janky just slapping each other with some mud <laughs> in the stream. Henley just like, mm-hmm, okay. Um, thanks, Willow. I'll go look over there. Okay. We'll jump over to Lila Garatha and Joanna. Perfect. So you kind of took her to the side, I'm guessing. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So in my mind, because I've been, um, since we basically got into the cave system, um, or came, I guess, yeah, came in. I've been hanging out a little bit more with Joanna. We've been talking a little bit more, and I've been trying to gain her trust and just reassure her that, you know, I'm actually focused, I'm actually dedicated, because mm. I'm the one that kind of skewed <laughs> things off the last okay. time. Okay, okay. So I just mostly want to make sure that she's actually okay and what I can do for her if she's not going and if there's anything that needs to be passed on or not once everything's kind of settled. Okay. To see how open she's been and everything, roll mm-hmm. me just a flat charisma check. You can make a persuasion. Go ahead. Okay. It's a 19. Okay. With that 19, I'm not super comfortable with this plan. I mean, I feel bad for getting you guys involved in the first place. I should have just come here. I was panicked. I didn't know what to do. I figured you guys might help me because you guys were from the hollow and you would know how to guide me there instead of me going off by myself or with a hired hand. I mean, you guys could protect me if any dangers came up, but I just, I shouldn't have gotten you guys involved. This, this has all been a mess and, and all this stuff that you've been dealing with too. (laughs) (laughs) it's just been I've been an extra burden on you guys but sugar you haven't been any extra burden we once we got here and figured out kind of what was going on we would have been in the thick of it anyways this is not any more burden than it would have been before okay whether we actually like him or not if Mendrick had been taken if we'd found that out, along with our friends, and the state of the hollow currently, this mess isn't anybody else's mess but ours. 
Would you have made sure that it was just you and her? I mean, we're just off in the corner, so it's not like a super private conversation, but it's not super loud that if you wanted to hear, you could probably hear. What do your elf ears hear? Yeah, what do you (laughs) (laughs) Would Fenrir be more interested in the conversation that's happening with Willow or the conversation that's happening with Joanna? Fenrir's going to overhear this conversation and he's going to kind of walk over there as they're speaking and just kind of stay silent for a minute and just kind of keep continue listening. Okay. I guess. Okay. I just, you know, I feel bad for everything that's happened. You don't have anything to feel bad for. And I just want, we, we, both of us here want to make sure that you're going to be okay. Because believe it or not, Despite what my actions have said, we like you. And how you feel and what's going on with you is just as important as anybody else here. I I appreciate that. Thank you. A lot of new things, and I never thought I'd be in a situation like this, you know? Well, I can completely understand that one. I was not necessarily bred nor raised to uh, be in this particular situation either, but circumstances as they are we gotta we just gotta roll with what we can what we've got i don't want to hold you guys up any any longer um is there possibly anything that i do you guys need some money or something to buy supplies or in anything roscoe hears the word money (laughs) oh my gosh and he's like actually not part of this conversation no way no i'm not (laughs) joanna if you would feel more comfortable coming with us i will watch out for you as we have to make this trek. So you don't have to stay here with in this cave. She looks over at the cages and just kind of around her surroundings. I would I would like to come but if what that elf was saying uh, is it Silenor? Yes. If it's going to be a long hike, I don't know if I'm going to be able to you know, I'm not the greatest climber, hiker, walker. It's still my ankle is feeling better, but it's still slightly sore. Unless we can take our eagles, if that'll be faster, though. We still have those. They will be seen, though. That's, I think, the only issue. I think I'll be probably be more of a hindrance if I do go. I want to. But I think I might slow you guys down. And if you guys only have seven days to do it. What if I stay back with you? Is your party not going to need you? She looks over at Lila Garatha. Yeah, are we not going to need you, Fanny? Isn't this part of your story? And, you know, you're you're better healer than Boudreaux sometimes. (laughs) Not that I don't. (laughs) Not that I don't (laughs) like the man, because I obviously do but you are a little bit more observant sometimes. So over there splashing in the mud. <laughs> yeah, and I, you know, I really like to look at those scarecrows if we can. And you know more about Try to gain them more than... information. I think I better go with him. And he's like just very hesitant and reluctant. And he looks at Joanna and he's, he's thinking like, this is probably the last time he's going to see her. Like he's anticipating that they're not going to make it back in seven days and she's going to go along with her plan or 
she's going to go along with her plan as soon as we leave. Or after a few days, she's going to get so uncomfortable down here that hmm. she's going to... So that's what's going through his mind. And as mm-hmm. that happens, he, he'll ask her, do you want me to disguise you? Disguise me? Why, why would you need to disguise me? Uh, just in case somebody comes down here and recognizes you? I don't know how many people would recognize me to begin with, but if they come down and see a new face, they may assume that it's me anyways. Yeah, that's true. I mean, you could always say that your name is Joan. <laughs> I think we might might be able to come up with a better name than You than probably that. need to come better up with a completely idea. different name. Disguise her as a lizard folk. <laughs> <laughs> no one will know. Who's going to know? actually crossed my mind. The dish, just do a Lock different Lock her race. in the cage. <laughs> Don't do that. <laughs> it will protect her if the, the were-creatures get out. Till she starves to death. <laughs> Willow will feed her. <laughs> oh, gosh. Where did that Joanna... Oh, no. <laughs> That's true. Willow's very airheaded. <laughs> that cage has been very quiet recently. <laughs> That's weird. Anyway. Okay. I, th- I think it might be better if I just stay here. I appreciate your, your concern, but I think your crew probably needs you. Is there anything that you want me to tell once we get up there? You want me to tell Mendrick once this is all over? Because I never bet on a failure. I always hope for success. So I'm going to stay with that. Let him know that I'm here? Like here in the cave or just here in the area? Let, Let him know that I'm here in the cave and that I'm safe. Okay. That might get him to... Come quickly. Will do. I don't know what state he's going to be in or anything, but I just want him safe too. Okay. Is there anything else? Henley wants to go look in that section for bags. Okay. Supplies, you, anything. Is, does anybody want to go with Henley? Um, is that after or happening? I probably During your conversation. I probably would just because we're trying to get things ready and stuff, so it makes sense to... Help. You guys pass uh, Janky and Boudreaux as they're messing around in the in the water. I think we're wrestling is, now. Is that, <laughs> is that water drinkable? Not anymore. It is. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> Upstream from them, yes. Downstream, no. It is, it is I imagine water. Henley has a few, like, water and, Yeah, things. everybody has little yeah. water skins and stuff. Yes, it is drinkable water. So she fills that up and looks for sacks so we can gather like nuts and seeds and berries and mushrooms, like things that we can carry as rations. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yes. I see her dip her canteen and I, I want to be like, hey, Janky. Shh. And in Draconic, and then I'm going to throw a mud ball at her. Okay. <laughs> Is that okay? Roll an attack. <laughs> Yay! I, am I too distracted to hear him speak in Draconic because I understand Draconic? We were quiet. <laughs> Maybe you that's why you perked up. Okay. Uh, they got quiet. And 
and roll me, Boudreaux, to see how... Like an unarmed strike, maybe? No, it's just a normal... It's like you're throwing a... Throwing something, so your dexterity. Oh. Just your dex, because I don't think you're proficient in mud balls. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, maybe he is. (laughs) I I would argue that (laughs) I rolled a modded 20. Well, guess what? I rolled modded 20. This was going to be... So she's rolling to see if she heard you. Yeah. She heard, and then it went right in her face. So, okay, so you don't care if she heard then. Yeah, that's fine. Okay. So you heard it. You look. Can I roll a dexterity saving throw? No. (laughs) (laughs) Surprise attack! (laughs) You're like, what? You kind of look at her like, watch what? And then, bam! (laughs) You get smacked with this mud... Mud cake. <laughs> you just see her like stiffen up, <laughs> wipe it off, like really like brusquely. Attempt to wipe it off because it's gonna get everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> just like scrape off the big bits mm-hmm. and like just really stiffly, she turns and is like, don't do that again. <laughs> and then goes back to filling her her water bag. Me and Janky look at each other. They shrug. They, they and keep going. <laughs> Janky thinks that's funny. <laughs> yeah. Does he think that's another one of those like um like how to talk to people things because Boudreaux? I don't you, know. You, he probably picks up this is kind of stuff that they did down in the swamps too. You just throw things at that people throw mud and stuff. <laughs> you know it. Throw them at the raccoons. Okay, Roscoe and Henley. So you guys are able to roll me some uh, investigations. I still think there should be a glass jar from all the kale that Willow's been eating. <laughs> <laughs> They're all underneath his hammock. <laughs> He's been Investigation, you said? Yeah. 12. Okay. Natural 20. For 20 total of 21. Ding, ding, ding. Okay. Total, you're able to find together. Is you're able to find some uh, about five small bags. So think about one gallon Ziploc bags. You're able to find about six kind of uh, flower size bags, 25 pound bags, I guess you could say. Hold on. Are they big enough that we could stuff him in it? Stuff Roscoe in it? Yeah. I think that's about, his head would probably stick out of it. Oh, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> Cool. And then one kind of 50-pound burlap sack. Oh, well. Okay. I gather them up and put them in my, my Roscoe, pa- roll back. me. So roll me one D12. And no blue, ta- bl- no blue potatoes will be involved. Mm. All the blue potatoes. <laughs> it's an 11. An 11. Ooh. My uh, Arcana dice here on D&D Beyond, guys, are working out real well for me today. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> As you guys are, like, moving stuff around, you kind of find this, this crate. And it seems to not have been bugged. So you open it up, and in here, you find, in the trunk, it contains a fine maroon doublet and hose, a matching ball gown, a smaller set, each made for children, a vial of coily perfume and a perfect pink pearl. Side note for the pearl cost. 
a hundred silver pieces. Woo! <laughs> you are no longer. <laughs> I am until I sell the pearl. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I'm just gonna take the doublet and hose to Fenrir. Have yeah. a fancy outfit for performing. No, I'm just gonna lock the trunk up and leave it there for now. Okay. I'm gonna tell Joanna about it. I'm like, Joanna, if anything in that trunk is of interest for you, except for the pearl. Pearl's going in my bag. Okay. Yeah. But I'm gonna tell Joanna, I'm like, if there's anything of interest in that trunk that you can use or want, have at it. Cause So I'm guessing you and I carry it out to yeah, Joanna. Sure. Yeah. Because Joanna's not in too. here. Yeah, I could just go tell Joanna, hey, there's a trunk in there with a bunch of clothes. Okay, so as they walk up with the trunk, you overhear Fenrir tell Joanna, hand hand her three rations, and he's going to give her a hug, and then he's going to set off for the front of the cave. Okay. And Silenor's right behind you, kind of following you. What's Silenor's reaction to this? She's probably, let's roll an insight check. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Oh, can I can I pay attention to this too? Yeah, oh, you can roll yeah. an insight check. I'm distracted. Fifteen. That's a natural twenty. Okay. So it's twenty-three. So Fenrir, you kind of get kind some kind of smug look, like Silenor's giving a smug look to Joanna, and Lila, you can definitely tell there's some jealousy there. <laughs> Bard mid-show break. I'm your host, Rupert Bumpkin, from the Rocky Talkie Gnome Radio Network. First item of business is the five-star reviews. Remember that Solemn will give you a shout-out and read your review on Solemn's column. Then he will review your review. It's great fun! Second is the Ko-Fi. This is our Patreon merchandise store. You can purchase keychains, coloring pages, and MP3s of our song. You can also commission to feed the cast or write a letter to Dear Boudreaux. If you are interested in becoming a patron, there are three tiers, each with varying rewards, including a full post show, DM Dave's deep dives, and coloring activity book with exclusive art. Go to ko-fi.com slash tomes of the chaos bard. That is ko-fi, K-O-F-I dot com forward slash tomes of the chaos bard. And help us grow. And last but not least, the biggest way you can help us is share us with your friends and family. That is all, folks. Back to the show. So you guys start head Fenrir, um, Roscoe and Henley. You talk to Joanna saying, hey, here's this stuff. Fenrir, you guys kind of start heading towards that room, kind of where they put uh, Uncle Popcorn. Because that's kind of the entrance out that you guys are heading out. As you guys guys get closer, you start hearing a strange sound coming from inside. Uh-oh. As you open the door, you can... Uncle Popcorn's there, but it seems like he's having a hard time breathing. The sounds that you're hearing is very similar to snoring, but they're hollow, and they're kind of echoey. Roll me a medicine check. 18. Kind of through your learnings and stuff like that you've done some little research of reading certain stories and hearing about this you come to the conclusion that these are death rattles which interprets that the person is about ready to die am i with you can i go with you okay 
That's up to you. I probably would have. If he left, I would have probably. So he's going to, can I see Boudreaux at all or? He's down and around the corner, but you can definitely hear the commotion he's making. Okay. So I'm going to kind of turn and I want to be somewhat quiet, but not really that quiet. I want to be loud enough for him to hear me. Mm -hmm. And I'm just going to kind of, so it'll be speak a little bit lower than like a yell and just be like, Boudreaux. Do I hear him? Roll me a perception check. That's a natural one. Nope. Uh, I was currently drowning in the mud. Kind of (laughs) halfway in between, right? Right. You you hear him, and you can probably hear the kind of the worry concern. Okay. So I'm going to hear that, and I'm going to turn to Boudreaux. I'm going to throw something, just something. You'd have to go over to the little tunnel where, where he's at. Okay. I'm going to wander over there then, okay. and then I'll just holler in there. I was okay. like, if you're going to throw something, I want to throw something. <laughs> <laughs> no, if I have to walk a little closer, I'll just wander over. I'll, I'll walk over there kind of real quick and be like, hey, Boudreaux. Boudreaux. Hey, yeah, what? What we got to do for you? Huh? Um, I, mm, Fenrir needs, needs you right now. Oh, okay. And then uh, Janky and Draconic. I got to go. They want me for something. I probably got to like leave now. Oh, okay. Well, I guess I'll go watch Uncle Popcorn. Okay, sounds go good. Go check on him. We both get out together. As they're walking through, his fingers will just take a knee and try to make him as comfortable as possible. Okay. I'm going to go over with him and I'm going to say, Fenny, what's wrong? So I will look over at you and be like, uh, he's about to die. Then I'm not any decorum. I'm just going to yell, Boudreaux! And you hear that worry. Okay, um, I'm gonna, huh? And I'll run in there. And What's wrong, s- Lila? And as you walk in, you hear that same breathing. And you know this breathing. Yeah. You know what this means. So, Bruder just, like, stops for a moment. And kind of in shock. Janky's right behind you. And I kind of look at Janky for a second. Obviously worried, and I think we would both run up to Uncle Popcorn. Yep. Popcorn? You okay? It's about my time. I... Yeah. Um... Uh... And he, he fingers his gourd just below the bed. And he goes, what do you, what do you think you're going to be? I, I hope I come back as a deer. A deer? Uh, you know, uh, I was thinking you'd come back as a boar, because you're kind of boring. <laughs> <laughs> and Janky, you can just see he's worried. Yeah. Uncle Popcorn just coughs, hard, hard coughs. Mm-hmm. And he's like, you know, they like the mud like we do. Boozer's <laughs> 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 doing his best to comfort him and help him to breathe and stuff. However that might look, mm-hmm. I don't know. But. And he grabs your hand, your arm. Mm-hmm. And you can tell it, it, his... You look into his eyes, and there's, like, nothing there. Mm. 
promise me. Find them. Save them. You lightly nod. I can do that, Popcorn. You know, I always loved teasing you. <laughs> Getting into your stuff, you know? Then you just like, you see him kind of like nod slightly. Then he kind of waves over to Janky. <laughs> Janky comes close and he's like, You help Boudreaux in any way you can. He will guide us and help us. Kundas's guidance is upon us. And you just slowly see. Hey, uh, you ready to taste the swamp for the last time? And he pulls out his gourd. And he nods. All right, here you go. He gives him a, a little bit of the swamp water. Okay. You see half of it just goes to the side of his face. Mm-hmm. You know, runs down his cheek. And with that, he just rests his head. And you just hear and see that air just dissipate out of him. When that happens, Lila reaches over and holds Boudreaux's hand. Mm, okay. <laughs> and Janky puts his hand on on uh, his chest, on Pop- Uncle Popcorn's chest. I think Boudreaux will do the same. And is just silent. Though he did, he's, he's showing emotions of loss, Janky mm-hmm. is. Death for the lizard folk is very different from normal things. This is kind of more of a celebration. Mm-hmm. A They're passing on. They're going on to a better life. Yeah. Type idea. So th- you see them missing. Like he, he's going to miss him, but he's also like, meh. It was his time. Well. <clears throat> and Boudre, you can tell Boudreaux is like, he seems fine, but you can tell he's not. And he's like, well, <clears throat> I think a boar it might be. Uh, don't you think, Janky? I think he might become a fly. <laughs> yeah, he might be. He was always a little pestering us all the time. Yeah. Well, what? I guess we got to take care of him now. Yeah, but I don't know how we're going to do it without the... Oh. Usually we stick them, you know, in the, in the water. Well, there's a stream nearby. Eh, I don't know if it'd be the same. Mm, no. We might, like, not poison some people if we did that. <laughs> well, we put them in the river, or we put them in the swamp to give them back to nature. We could always just take them outside and let nature take its course. Yeah, I think there was a good spot back out to that side. Maybe we could take them. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You can come do if you want. The nature gives and the nature will take it back. That's that's right, yeah. You good, Janky, you good. I'm glad you're here. Yeah. Well, let's take him. Boudreaux lets go of your hand to pick up. Um, I'm going to ask if 
Do do you want me to? I don't know what's going on. I I didn't understand. Look at that. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah, we were singing a draconic. <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> it is definitely different for those who are looking. That Janky is not, you know, emotional or anything. He's mm-hmm. almost could be conveyed as he doesn't care. Mm-hmm. Henley missed most of that. She was mm-hmm. trying to get the mud off her. <laughs> Do you want me to pick him up? I. Where are we taking? No, him? it. I best do it. Thank you, though. Yeah, thank you. Roll me a strength there, Boudreaux. Add advantage because Janky's helping. Well, that's an add 20. Ooh. Perfect. You guys are able to carry him. Uncle Popcorn Goody. is really light there at the end. <laughs> yeah. He's already he's already decomposing. <laughs> Ew. Just like Yoda, no, just the soul was just really heavy away. on the body, and now that it's gone uh, and passed yeah, that's on, it. there that's you go. It. He had a heavy soul. <laughs> Everybody else, you guys kind of following? What's what are you guys doing? Henley's following. Maybe go tell Willow that popcorn's gone for a reason. <laughs> Willow, hey, would Willow, have, right Willow would have came over. Okay, okay, okay. Stuff. He's he might actually he'd probably be following you outside. I like that idea. Yeah, I would follow outside. Okay, you guys get him outside. Mm-hmm. Kind of find him a nice little place to to rest him on. And Willow goes, is there anything specific we need to do? Uh, or we kind of just leave him here in the open? Well, we usually stick him in the water and then let him go down river and get eaten <laughs> by the gators. What, I don't know. What if you buried him and poured swamp water on him? Yeah, that's probably fine. I mean, an alternative, not that you probably want to do it, but the uh, the orcs burn their dead. It's still a way to give back to nature, just less obvious. It that could... just don't seem right to me. It doesn't seem bad, but... I think he's okay here. He he always was staring at the birds, I think. Maybe it wasn't the birds, but he was doing something. I think it's good that he can see the sky. If we stick him over here, we know it's not heavy traffic or nothing. She'll be fine. All right. But that's what you need. So then Boudreaux will carry him over to a beautiful place with probably um, purple... Aster daisies okay. and um, maybe some other colors. And he'll lay them down it. And they're really tall. Maybe it's not an aster daisy. Pretty sure it is. <laughs> but they're really, really tall. And he'll set them in it. So they're like, you can't even see him. Okay. Kind of put them in uh, shrubberies and stuff like that. High, high growth. <laughs> yes. Kind and of then, hiding his body, but not. <laughs> yes. Okay. And then he'll um, take out some water. From his gourd, mm-hmm. pour it in his hand, and then he blows it, and it sprays all over him. And he goes, "Gundas, thank you for giving me the chance to, uh, and all of us to, uh, have a a pop of popcorn around. He deserves it, and make him something great. He's been through a lot." Um, Henley makes all the flowers blossom. 
Like, cause there's always usually some that aren't with her druid craft. Um, and with my explain that to me. Oh, okay. What, what is druid craft here? So druid craft spell, spell time. time is so um, you instantly make a flower blossom, a seed pot open, or a leaf bud bloom, and its range is thirty feet, and it takes an action. Okay. So I just go and lightly touch all the flowers, and they all bloom. Awesome. After you do that, I want to use my minor illusion to create. He said he likes staring up at the birds or something. I mm. want to kind of, it's in a five foot radius. So I want to create like birds like swooping down and then swooping up to the sky. Okay. And then that. Yeah. There's one more thing Henley does. She's like, I know this isn't swamp, but I, she casts fog cloud. So it mm. looks like he's laying in the water. No, that's so cool. it's like, Lying on the grass. Mm-hmm. The flowers, purple flowers poking out. Mm-hmm. Beep, 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 beep. Well, that seems good. Let's get going. Uh, Jinky, are you coming with us? Or like, what? We're just holding back tears. Yeah. I got no reason to stay here anymore. And he wanted me to be with you. Uh, thank you. It's going to be so much fun. I mean it. I mean it. What did he just say? He's <laughs> Janky's coming with us. Oh, you really got to teach me some of the, I, I don't like not understanding <laughs> anything that there's going on. And then um, Buddha's like, well, if you guys go right ahead, uh, I'll be just right there. Right behind you. I promise. Okay. Selenor, back to Ivan then. Yeah, if there's anything else that you need to get, we'll get to Ivan, then we'll head out on our way. Say bye to Joanna, obviously. <laughs> Give her a high five. Uh, Good luck. Gotta, gotta go take care of this. Go <laughs> beat up some bad guys for Everybody you. Everybody kind of just <laughs> left with the body. of. <laughs> she's sitting there like, uh. uh what is happening? <laughs> you can say we all said goodbye on our way out. Uh, sorry, Joanna. <laughs> gotta, gotta go take care of this. Pooja just turns to Willow. And looks down at him. He's like, <laughs> "Do you need a hug from Willow?" <laughs> and he gives you a hug. And then Buddha's like, "Thank you." Does he nasty cry? Yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Will is just holding you. He's not saying anything. He doesn't know what to say. Who would? <laughs> Janky thinks this is weird. <laughs> yeah, I know. He doesn't understand what's going on. <laughs> okay. I better get going, Willow. I'll see you later. Okay. If you if you need anything else, just just let me know. Okay, bud? <laughs> Thank you. Okay. Good luck. Be be safe. Yeah. Don't die. Okay. 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 <laughs> Uh, I I better get back in, inside. People okay. people want their food today. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. And then he squeezes them real fast just again. <laughs> I love you too, Bojo. Oh, I love you. Oh, no. Okay, okay. Uh, let's go reluctantly. I'm, and I'm sorry. He's okay. He's okay. Okay. <laughs> well, okay. Good luck. Bye, bye, bye. Okay. <laughs> And then Boudreaux 
uh, tries his best to walk upright as he goes back to the group. Or to Lila. We will make our way back to Ivan and his group. I'm going to try and hold your hand again, by the way. You do what you want. Uh, I don't know how to... <laughs> like a comforting, not like a... Like a comforting type of... Just a squeeze, not like a... Oh, we're not like... Cons- interlocked fingers. And is it like constant? Are we like swinging our arms as we walk? I mean, if you want to, that's no. fine. But I, it was more just like a... Like quick a quick squeeze and then okay. let go. Okay. Yeah. Boudreaux is okay with that. And he okay. looks at you and he gives a, a light smile. Then puts his head back down. Okay. When we get back up, when we catch up to the group, I'm going to walk over to Fenrir and say, did you ever get that letter to Willow? Fenny, <laughs> 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 did you ever get that letter to Boudreaux, or to, to Willow over there from Boudreaux? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> what a great callback. <laughs> it was. All right. Uh, I forgot I had it. Oh, well. <laughs> but maybe on the way back down, I will give it to him. Maybe just don't tell Boudreaux that. <laughs> <laughs> but you're not the only one that forgets something significant, like, I don't know, a letter or a deed or a something. Mm-mm. I'm just going to look at Roscoe. <laughs> Does Roscoe hear that? I don't know. <laughs> Henley's just casually surveying for like um items to eat, like nuts, seeds. Okay, you're able to berries. as you're walking. It does take you longer. Yeah. To do I'm that. figuring they're traveling pretty slow, so I'm just kinda wandering off a little and then coming back. Okay. Sounds good. And that gives you're able to find Quite a bit of it could possibly it'll last you one day at least. Mm-hmm. Okay, you guys make it back to Ivan's group. You see, um, Silenor, once they get back to Ivan's group, she takes off for Ivan, and you see her kind of drag him to an area and starts talking to him. Is there? I'm gonna head over to there just because I'm Roscoe and that's what I do. Why okay. not? <laughs> I think Fenrir would go over there as well. Okay. So as you guys get closer, you um, see Ivan kind of nodding his head. You see Eleanor kind of hand gesturing, pointing over to the direction of Boudreaux and Janky, pointing over there. And as you guys get closer, you see he's probably the one that knows where, where Posh is at. We need to go find her. And Ivan's just nodding his head, and he knows you guys coming in. He's like, so, what were you guys able to find out? I mean, it's a lot of the same information we kind of already knew, um, but it sounds like they even, they've got people watching the hollow, so we didn't actually get into the hollow. But we did talk to the the gal, Juna, who is kind of running the show down there. Um, I know her personally and stuff, and she's going to kind of try and keep their eyes on the hollow while we make our way up there you know, kind of help distract and stuff a little bit. And, you know, having, because I had heard just that little bit about mm-hmm. Posh, right? And as I told Silenar, you know, let's get through this real quick and we will do whatever we can to help you find your missing person as well. If it's, I mean, would be helpful for you guys, but 
we don't want we could use your help up here still i'd hate to see you guys leave right now when we're getting ready to go take on a bunch of bunch of guys right now that could easily overwhelm the five of us yes and he kind of looks at Silvanor, and you can sell, tell the worry on Silvanor's face. He takes a deep breath, and he looks at you. He's like, we did promise that we would help you out in this situation. Plus, the bounty would be pretty lucrative about getting this cloth des. However, attentions are being drawn elsewhere. So I'll make you this deal. I'm going to take this, this lizard folk over here, and we're, I'm going to go find Posh. I'll let you guys have two of my people to help you in any way they can. And the rest will come with me. Can we split the bounty at that point? You, we sure can. The bounty will be split. Um, does anybody in your group speak Draconic? Because that's going to be, be an, an issue for you if we split in part ways because Lizard Dude over there only speaks Draconic. I do speak Draconic. What do you do? I do. I should, nothing should surprise me anymore. I speak a variety of languages. In my line of work, it's always nice to be able to communicate with your Captives. bounty half the time. Yeah, no, I understand that. Um, that is not, not a decision for me to make. But let me go talk with, with Boudreaux and Jinky. And I'll come with you. That way I can answer any questions that they may have. Okay. Yeah, so we'll just wander over, I guess. Uh, hey, Boudreaux Boud is sitting on a rock. Boudreaux? Mm. Can we talk with uh, you and your buddy there for a minute? Yeah. What's up? What can we do for you? Um, I, I know, you know. We're looking for Posh. And I heard that your dragon your lizard folk friend here knows where she might be located. We would like to see if he would come with us, show us where it's at, so we may be able to find her. He said that in Draconic. And so then Boudreaux looks at Janky, kind of like, huh? And he kind of like looks at you and looks at Ivan. He's just like, but I, but I, I don't know these people. And I was told to stick with you. You'll be safe. Don't you worry. We're all friends. We is, need to find Posh. And this is in Dragonborn. Dragon, so I'm going to be looking at Boudreaux mm -hmm. or somebody like. He sees you looking at him and he kind of glances at you, but then goes back to the conversation. Go ahead and roll an insight check there, Roscoe. And anybody else who's watching that conversation may as well. That is another natural 20. <laughs> Where okay. is Silonor at? Silonor's. Right behind Ivan. Okay. So that brings it to a 22 total. Okay. So with that, the body language, um, you can tell Ivan is being a little more assertive in this conversation. You can tell that Janky is very nervous. You can kind of see him kind of crouching down a little bit, kind of like very similar to a prey type feeling that he's giving off. He's cowering. He's cowering. He's stuck in a corner. Janky mm -hmm. is? Janky is. So I'm going to look at Ivan. Mm -hmm. Be like, I don't know what you're saying, 
I don't obviously speak the language, but that makes me nervous. And that's the first time in I don't know how long that Boudreaux has seen family. So if he agrees to go with you, he comes back alive. Of course he will. If he is any kind of friend of Posh's, then he's a friend of ours. He is, he'll be the key to finding her. I don't know how long it's been since they've been traveling or whatever. Silenor's filled me in on a little bit, but not much. Does Silenor speak Draconic as well? She does not. But time is of the essence on these kind of cases. No, I understand. You, you lose the trail and it, it just goes. So I get that. And I'll find more information as we go. But it is important that we get going. Yes. Could Kudrow. you remind me um, or help me understand my feelings towards Posh? I know I like her. But maybe... She was the one that... You've always ran, you ran into her off and on. She was really good friends with Mama Frizz. Okay. And she was the first place that you decided to go to mm-hmm. after the whole thing. Okay, that and she's helped. the one who kind of guided you to... She knows Willow, too. Yeah. That's kind of the, how you got in contact with Willow. With Willow. That she's like, oh, I have this friend in the hollow. He needs, needs some help, and maybe it would be good for you to get, get out of here. Then I feel like she probably can handle herself in my brain, right? Maybe. Posh? Yeah. You know she's on the older side for, for a drow that she is. And mentally she's not all there, but she's been through a lot. So she has a lot of trauma with things. You know... Though it's never been kind of, she's never really talked about it, got into it, but you know she's been captured by the Trigoven before. And you've noticed a lot of scarring on her, though a lot of it she keeps covered up. And the little scars that you've been able to pick up on weren't necessarily like, oh, that's a cut scar. There have always been some kind of symbol scar. A little different. But she's never, every time it was brought up, hey, what is that scar? She's always hit it. Like, don't you... Don't you mind it? Yeah. I think I'm going to roll for which way Boozer reacts. Okay. Okay. Um, it might be okay if you go janky. I, I know uh, Pasha is a, you, you met Pasha, she can be a little crazy, might be a way to put it. A little out there. But, um. They need to find her. And it's your choice. You can stay with me or you can go with them. But I was kind of hoping that we could, and he says this uh, in common, mm-hmm. I was kind of hoping after this we could go try to get a family, my family. So, like, maybe we could just wait. Would going to find Posh potentially ultimately lead to help finding the rest of her family do we know you could probably come to that conclusion because she was she helped she was down there at the who to to find posh or sorry she's the one who found popcorn and janky down underground so she's hunting for the rest of the lizard folk and she sent popcorn and janky to find boudreaux that's why they found their way here 
Okay. He's going to pace around a little bit. Okay. You know. uh, Ivan's going to speak up at this moment. And he speaks in Draconic. He's like, I know it's going to be dangerous going up there. And you may not want to get up there talking to Janky. But in order to find your family, it sounds like, we need to find Posh. Because she's our family. If we find her and she's safe and she's taken care of, we can help you find yours. You help me find mine, I help you find yours. Roscoe's going to pipe up. Is like, I don't know what you guys just said, but I've got, here's what I'm thinking. I'm going to look over at Boudreaux and be like, if Janky goes with them now, that gets them a head start on finding your family, right? The orcs come with us because we're more about the brute force up there right now. I'm relaying this to Janky. That's fine. Selenor would probably be better off with you in the tracking, right? Fair enough. What do we do? What's the plan after we take care of those guys up there? I mean, where do we meet? What do we, where, where do we find you? What do I do with the bounty? I mean, there's a lot of open-ended questions that I think this could work out in everybody's favor if we plan it right. But I also don't want to, you know, carry a head around me with me <laughs> forever and never get back and collect a bounty. But I also, I mean, we got to take care of Boudreaux's family. Correct. How much of this bounty do you need? Person, item, whatever. Dead? Live? What do you need? Well, we'd probably get more money if he's alive. But if he's dead, I'm sure we can negotiate how hard of a travel it was and everything and get the full amount. To meet up with everything, as of right now, I'm not sure. This has all been kind of spur of the moment stuff. Knowing that Posh is here kind of takes precedence in, with my priorities. So how do I can give you the you? orcs. That's fine. You can take them. There might be a little difficulty underground. I don't know how small spaces that you're going to be going under. And I mean, I've been in there before, right? In you've, been in, you've been in there. Plus, you could assume with the, your little map card thing right. that you got from Swindle, you don't, it doesn't tell you the depth of the tunnels. It doesn't yeah. tell you how big the tunnels are and stuff. Yeah. It just says that they're passable. They're able to get through. You just don't know, is it get through with a halfling? Is it a get through right. with an orc? That makes sense. Um, I mean, you can take who you want. Each one of them will have their own abilities and strengths that they can help you out with. But yes, I have the two orcs that you can gladly take. Herla, she's familiar with underground adventuring. She's pretty ingenious about climbing rocks and getting down holes and everything. Could be. Silvanor, of course, and the Herla is her name. She's also a good shot. Though she doesn't do hand-to-hand combat, but she stays, picks her, dif- her distances. Silvanor, excellent tracker. She'll be able to pretty much find anything. Right, but I think she's going to be most useful going with you. I would rather have her with me. And we have a pretty, pretty general idea of where we're going. But because we're bailing on you, I'm giving you first dibs on whoever you want. The two orcs, they'll definitely be good in battle. If we split the orcs up, are they going to be sad? No. They'll go where they... You know, the buddy system, okay? Come on. 
They'll go where they want. They prefer being with each other, but if you split them up, I will warn you that Bolg is a little temperamental and he goes in swinging rather than asking questions. Keth, he's a little more patient, but he is bigger. (laughs) But Bolg could probably weasel his way in in a few places better than Keth. Right. And of course, Stumpy, he's out of the question. He won't be able to. You can have Stumpy. He's coming with me. Um, I don't know. What do you guys think? Well, first, hold it. First, before we decide who's going where, Boudreaux, what is Jinky thinking? Is he, is he up for this? What do you think, Jinky? We will meet up with you later. I'm sure they could leave a science to, uh, yeah. so that uh, we can find you. They are very nice guys. You met Posh. This is like... Well, they, they said they're they're family, right? Yeah. And we're 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 taught that we stick together. That's right. He, he, you can tell he's still nervous, but he's not he's not cowering anymore. And and that he does speak your language, so you would not be alone. No. But you're welcome to stay here. Do 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 you trust him? <laughs> uh, um, well... You trust Stumpy. <laughs> well, <clears throat> and he, like, leans into Janky and he goes, You can trust Stumpy. He got the wooden leg. And I think you can trust these guys. But Stumpy is good. And he, like, looks over and sees Stumpy, of course, because you mentioned the leg. He's like, if if you believe that this is the right thing to do, then then I'll do it. I want to find our family. I think it will be good. We would come. We would uh, help somebody find their family, and they help us save us. And that's what Popcorn said, right? Save the family. And Ivan speaks up. He's like, as I said before. You help us find our family. We'll help you find yours. Sounds like a fair deal to me. You'll be safe. We'll protect you. You just need to show us where you went. Show us where she was last. And Janky kind of like nervously shakes his head and he's like, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll help. Okay. And just so you know, Janky, I love you so much. And it's going to be okay. You just stay with Kundas and we stay together no matter what. And also, Stumpy will make real good eat, yeah? So you be nice and fed. He's a good cook. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he gets a little excited about that. Because a lot of times lizard folk didn't cook a lot of their food. Like, cook, cook, mm-hmm. over a fire. A lot of it was raw. <laughs> mm-hmm. So that, that's going to be a new experience for him. Okay, is there anything else particular you guys would like to talk about before we... Uh, at this point, I would like to pull, like, call Henley over. Okay. And Silenor over. And be like, since we're splitting the party, and you guys are both great trackers, and he'll turn to Silenor and wink at her. Henley... Mm. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> and 
can you guys come up with a way to either leave trails or like a way that we can get to you so we can reunite? We could probably work out something. Or we could meet in High Ridge. That's not a bad place to meet. If it's up that direction, mm-hmm. that's the next city that's up there. Okay. Should we plan to meet in High Ridge in two weeks? Well, we could at least get a message there. Mm-hmm. And we'll send it to the, the tavern owner, whatever one's there popular, or the leader. We, want, we also want to make sure that you're successful as well. So I think we're leaning more towards one of the orcs and the rock gnome. Do you think that would be the best choice? Well, you guys are having this conversation. Mm-hmm. Roscoe and I are off having a conversation with, between the two of us. It's who we should take. Okay. And we walk over to the orcs and we want to go and talk to the orcs. Okay. As you guys are final up, finalizing that conversation, we'll jump. Meanwhile. <laughs> meanwhile Roscoe. with the orcs. <laughs> <laughs> meanwhile with the orcs. <laughs> So I'm just interpreting mostly and being right. really animated about it because I'm little and I want them to take me seriously. <laughs> right. Um, mostly I would like to start by asking them which one would rather go if there's a preference. All right, boys. <laughs> so uh, Ivan says that we have our pick of two people. Um, we need some brute force. I need to be the... You don't understand orc, right? Okay, nope. perfect. I need to not be the only one who can do some damage around here. However. Pretty sure I've got more kills than you. Shut up. <laughs> you don't understand right now. <laughs> However, I don't think that we can take both of you into the caves. Because uh, as much as I hate to say this, we kind of need the gnome. They're somebody who would like to come with us more than the other. I see that look. Don't give me that look, Bulk. And they kind of just glare, you know, just look at each other for a minute. And Keth speaks up. He's just like, we prefer traveling together. Well, orcs usually do. We work in a horde. That's how we do things. We don't like to be singled out. I get it. But if you have to be, who wants to go with Ivan? And who wants to come with me? We will let Ivan decide. If he says one of us stays here and the other goes, it will be so. Wonderful. Other than that, we don't have preference. Okay. Um, they say they don't care. All right. Well, let's go. Uh, uh, so I. You can tell Bolg is not thrilled. <laughs> Neither one of them are, but you can tell Bolg is. Do you see that? Very agitated. We don't want him. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so we'll go back to Ivan and say... Oh, uh, if Henley and Silenor and Fenrir are approaching you right now. If we could take both, they'd be happier, obviously. But if we want to take one, probably not. Probably not that one. Probably not Bolg. He's the angry one, right? Yes. You couldn't tell by his demeanor? Of course he's angrier. (laughs) God. You've been traveling with a partial orc the entire... How do you not know these things yet? <sighs> I think we're thinking Hurla and Kath. Um, what do you guys... I would have to agree. That's kind of... When we were talking to Silenor, that's kind of who we were considering as well. Okay. 
that's what we came over here to um, talk to you about. Oh, glad we're all on the same page there. So let's go talk to Ivan real quick and I guess split ways. Yep, so we'll get back to Ivan then. And I'll just be like, okay, you take care of this guy. We'll take care of your people. We'll take care of these guys up here. Get your bounty. Get our bounty. Correct. And find a way to meet up in the next, I don't know, two weeks probably. By the time we get up there, get things solved. Get them back down to the hollow and stuff. I mean. Henley then speaks up. We could meet back in High Ridge. Is that, I mean, would that be potentially an okay spot for you guys? High Ridge, two weeks? I think that'd be okay with us. It'd give us time to scout around, figure out where where this place is. Come. And we could get either we'll be there, somebody will be there, or we'll send a message of some kind. And then from High Ridge, we could try and find our way to Mapleshire. Okay. No, that works, depending on how we're at with. And once we get back to High Ridge, we'll figure out how to proceed with the bounty. Mm, speaking of bounty, um, all I know is a name. I need some more information. Name of what? All I know is the name of the bounty. Cloth Des. Yes, I need some more information about said bounty. I'm assuming that you have more of that. What would you like to know? Mm, As much as you are willing to tell me. Well, since it's you guys are going, he was, he's a fallen paladin. He is of the human race. Okay. And he was making his way to being very involved in the church's armies in Dengal. Hmm. Paladins normally run the armies there. And he was a paladin of Doldurn. Which, if you're not familiar, they're kind of the warlike mm-hmm. order paladins. And he got himself involved in several different shady things and got himself excommunicated. Started stealing from the church, started bullying and involved in some other nefarious deeds. He eventually left, but I do understand that he still has certain powers of a paladin. What I'm not sure how it works. Have you heard about the power specifically? Well, I don't know how familiar you are with these paladins, but they hold a special power called smite. Yeah. And I understand that even though excommunicated, whether he was accepted by a different god or maybe that god doesn't quite care of his nefarious deeds, he's still rumor has it. I don't know how paladins work. Or how any of that works, but sounds like he still has those kind of powers. <sighs> okay. Um, so it makes him very deadly, and he is a very excellent fighter. How are you planning to uh, capture that paladin prayer too? If you want him alive, we're going to have to be able to do something. I was just going to let the orcs have at him until so. he either dies or he gets knocked out. Was kind of my plan too. All right, well, because he is a very charismatic, influential person. I'm sure he has lots of help there, especially if he's holding the hollow ransom. Yeah, I don't think he's going to be coming out of this one alive. So just be aware. I'm not going to. We will try, but I'm not going to. I didn't think so. Hold my breath on someone who can smite me coming down the mountain with me. I didn't think he was going to come out alive either. It was 
a hopeful gesture, but uh, uh, we'll, so we'll try. But it's a very loose try. Uh, how much of the body do you want if we can't get him back alive? Generally, some kind of ring or emblem of his. Something unique to him and his kind of correct order or something. As Done. gruesome as it is, a head would probably be the best. Done. But I'm sure we could. I know the bounty is 300 gold, but we could explain circumstances and stuff. We might be able to get a little bit more out of it. We are doing a service to this land, getting rid of such scum. We might be able to persuade. All right. Great. So we're splitting parties. Um, I want Herla and I want Kath. Okay. You're going to have to go tell uh, Kath, though. <laughs> Yes, I did notice you guys were talking to them. They do enjoy each other. I'm not looking forward to dealing with Blog, Bolg, but... What if you come with us instead of Keth? Hmm. No. I would rather go on this mission. I take personal interest in finding Posh. All right, Ivan. When you go tell Keth, I want you to tell him. That I'm in charge. Like, he has to listen <laughs> to what I say. Because I know orcs. And with this much, that's not going to do much. Yes. I will inform him that you guys are in charge. That you, specifically, are in charge. I take point from him, but yes. Okay. I'll let him know that he answers to you. I'm assuming you're probably the only one that speaks orc in this group. Yep. At this point, nope. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. Look I at, don't know that. I'm gonna look at Henley, and I'm like, I don't know. She speaks everything else. Do you speak orc? I speak orc. I'm yeah. still in charge. How come I don't speak anything, guys? <laughs> what is this? <laughs> okay, I will inform them, and we will. High Ridge two get weeks. Going. High Ridge two weeks. Good luck on your adventures. We are gonna clean up and get out of here as soon as possible. Yep, us as well. If you make it there before us and you have to leave, leave us a note to where you're going. It's either we will be there in person, at least one of us will be there in person, okay. or a note will be left. Okay. As long as we know where to go, that's the important part. And taverns around here, they're normally receiving letters and stuff of this kind anyways. Silenor. Yeah. Can I talk to you for a second? Of course. What's up? Has you seen the wire creatures in there? The best way to destroy them is with, I think you're going to encounter more of them than we are. Please look after Jinky. And this is the best way to destroy him. He's going to hand over his silver dagger to her. And he's going to okay. say, I, I would like this back. What, what makes it so special? It's made of silver. She like looks at it. She's like, not much silver in it, but we're on it. Looks like a normal dagger. Yes, that was intentional, but the silver is embedded in the metal, and it should work better than most weapons that you have. All right, good to know. Good luck, and I really hope we see each other again, and he'll just give her a big smile. <laughs> I hope so, too. She <laughs> smiles at you charmingly. Okay, I think we'll go ahead and end it there. Thank you guys for listening. Big sh shout out, big thanks to D.A. Nichols for writing our music and songs for this podcast. Also, 
Special thanks to Realmwalker, freesound.org, Tabletop Audio, and Monument Studios for all the extra sounds and sound effects and music in, in these episodes. With that, I am DM Dave, and to the right, I have... Benrir, Roscoe, Karatha and Lila, Budro, and Henley. Join us next time as we unroll the scroll to tell the tale. Bye! The females must stick together. <laughs> That's why I play boy. <laughs> I, I only be a female when I want to be. <laughs> I'm not touching that one. You guys are all in the cavern. Um, Boudreau and Janky, did you want to have a scene with Boudreau and Janky? Or kind of you just went out there, did mud it up, and then came in? Like Rock and Ralph when he's stuck in like the taffy, only it's mud. Mm-hmm. Give me back my metal rod. Right <laughs>